Welcome to Tuesdays with Andrea. It's the inspiration station for everyday people guiding humanity forward. I'm your host, Andrea Rios McMillan, and every week I pursue conversations that matter with people who can relate to the common struggles we all face. You'll get to know the person behind the profession and find commonality with people of all ages, cultures, and backgrounds. Listen as friends, neighbors, and coworkers offer meaningful, personal explorations of modern life and the values we hold dear, all for the purpose of strengthening and uplifting others. Welcome to Tuesdays with Andrea podcast. This week, we are starting a two-part series with my friend, Ivory Lofton. He is a Chicago-based rapper, recording artist by the name of Vo, and he has since blown up in the music scene, and I'm excited to talk to him. We were great friends in college, and we haven't seen or talked to each other since. So in this conversation, you're seeing the the connection happen again. We reconnect after 18 years, fill each other in about where we've been, and he shares his journey. He talks about working with rapper Twista. He talks about um, being a high school uh, or a college dropout and a janitor, and he shares his rise and um, his headspace of where he's at now. And it's such an enlightening conversation. We talk about insecurities and how um, we could let that stop us, but we don't. And he also um, shares some thought-provoking conversation about the God and the Bible and faith and racism. And that's going to be next week in part two. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Tune in both weeks. It's a great series. Don't miss it. And uh, thank you for watching. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to Tuesdays with Andrea. Today, we have special guest, Ivory Lofton. He is a recording artist and rapper. He goes by the name Vo, and he is a dear friend from college. I am so glad to have you in the studio. This is like comfortable. I know, right? It just feels comfortable. It's amazing. Thank you for being here, Ivory. I wouldn't miss it. Vo. And I it mean, Vo. Quick. No, no, no. <laughs> Ivory is cool. And it happened quick. It happened quick. It happened so quick. Yeah. We saw each other on uh, Instagram. Like two days ago. <laughs> and connected. And yeah. we're like, what? Yeah. I love what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Likewise, yeah. you blew up. It's coming. You blew up. It's so coming. in college, he would rap every every time he's walking, everywhere we're going. And he was always, always having a verse, always thinking about music, always thinking about ways to put words together. And here you are, superstar rapper, based from Chicago and out doing big things. So talk to us about where you are right now. I'm I'm currently in a place now where I'm extremely grateful for the for the following that I have to where I got a little I got a little leverage when it come to meeting with the bigger companies. Uh So I don't have to I don't have to like, I mean, compromising is everything, of course, but I don't have to do too much. Uh, can I say butt kissing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to do too much butt kissing and, and a lot of things that a lot of people have to do just because I kind of have that following and that's what it's all about. So the place I'm in now is it, I feel so good. It's so amazing. Yeah. Just to have people naturally gravitate to you. No yeah. gimmicks. No, it wasn't forced. It wasn't a system feeding it to you. Or you turn on the radio and hear it. Every other 10 minutes, yeah. it just organically happened. And, uh, and you say organically happened because people are naturally drawn. And when you're putting out great music and content, you can, you know, people appreciate that. They look for that. But I know it didn't come without work and effort. And, nah. it, and it didn't come without those years of having to try to get the meetings or try to get the people to respect you right. in the industry. And now you're at a position where you have that respect and you have that leverage um, talk about some of those, like what you had to go through to get where you are. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, uh, oh my goodness. You're going to strike, you're pulling on my emotional strings. <laughs> now, even with what you bringing up back to our college days and, uh, I've sacrificed so much for this to where it's kind of like, hmm, contentment is hard to find nowadays. Yeah. Right? It's always, okay, now, now what? You got a viral video. Now you got to do another one. So unfortunately, your great deeds are temporary nowadays. Yeah. And your newest viral video is called Black Man. Is that the one? Right. The newest? I don't think it's going viral yet, but it it is the new one, though. I mean, it's good. It definitely has that message of. Right. Yeah. So that's where I'm at now as far as my uh, position as artistry. It's like even you bringing up my college days. 
which we're not going to tell my age, but that was a long time ago. Hey, we're like the same age, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, we <laughs> we're are. young. Yeah. What you talking about? <laughs> so, so even with that, it's like I put so much time in here, and now I'm finally in a position where people want to hear what I want to say. Yeah. And I'm going to say what needs to be said now. So now it's like the music is still fun and enjoyable, but now it's more so like what do we need as a people? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like, so now I'm more so understanding the heartbeat, the nature of the world, understanding how all of this work. And now it's like, okay, this, this thing that started off as a passion might be a, a purpose, right? Like, and I don't know how you look at the two, but yes. Yeah. But it's like, you know, a passion is definitely something that I want to do that I think is, you know, I get a kick out of and I just view purpose. It's like, you know, what, what are you offering the world? What is your, and I kind of think that, uh, man, my, my, my two got kind of tangled, right? I actually enjoy this and it's like helpful. It's yeah. beneficial. It's not, it's not a weekend music. It's something that you listen to and can actually change your thinking process. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that I said, this is too powerful to be used in a wrong way. Mm. Right. It's just too powerful. Like I can say something and just make this whole situation a lot worse. Or yeah. I can just say something, the uncool thing. Cause you know, and you're literally feeding into the minds of other people, the listeners right? like that. I would say positivity or, or the message of resilience, the message of power, right. a message of strength. Right. And I like that. I like that your music has those themes and that when you're listening, you're coming away feeling more confident or at least more understanding of it's not thinking when you hear like a a typical rap song with derogatory towards women, for example, like you don't call women out their name. Like this is something that that is uplifting for women. And it's a message that men also need to hear. Right. 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 So talk about that. I just, that's just integrity and values and morals on in life. I don't even do it outside of music. So it's just always just that natural respect of, uh, I guess for women, like, come on, y'all, I like everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So any for, and I appreciate you looking at, looking at it that way. Yeah. Cause I, in, in these later years in my life, I realized like perception is everything. So even for you to perceive it that way, it's like, thank you. Everybody don't perceive it that way. Yeah. Right. Sometimes positivity could be unpopular. It's just not cool. Yeah. Right? Like doing the right thing isn't fun. Right. So it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So you dealing with that aspect as well. So it's kind of like, all right, now my ego getting involved. Like, do I show these people like ain't nobody messing with me? You know what I'm saying? Do yeah. I really tap into this ego side of me or do I just continue to do the right? And it's just that thing that just, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I go through a lot of that. But okay. I do appreciate so your perception of it. Yeah. When you're looking at new music and you're making music, how do you create new music? What's your process? Do you find the beat first? Do you start with the message? Do you start with what you want to say? Yeah, that's a good question, Dre. So out of a hundred percent, I would like to think it's at least 25-30% of what I want to say. It's just already there. And I'll go to a studio with with like, nah, that ain't it. Go to another. And I don't produce beats. So I would need a producer for it. And I just, we listening to beats and I'm like, okay, that's not it. That's not it. But then sometimes I hear something where it's like, I don't know what the heck that was, but play it again. And then words just, they come. So I literally just sit there and you'll think I'm crazy if you in a room. It's a lot of, right? It's a lot of freestyling in your head. What is this saying? What is this saying? Okay, the drums. Okay. Okay. And my voice is like a, a instrument. So yeah. I try to, identify every instrument in the beat. Okay, that's the hi-hats, that's the drums, that's the... Okay, what is it missing? And I try to give it what it's missing. I know a lot of artists will hear like a a melody in the beat, and they'll try to come up with words that rhyme that. Yeah. You know, I was at the park. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) With me, it's like that's already there. Let me add something that's not there. Okay. So the first thing I'm thinking of is melodies. Uh, 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 uh. No words. No words. Just melodies. Uh, 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 uh. Pull out my phone. I'm recording voice memos. Uh, 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 uh. So words come extremely easy to me. Extremely easy. The hard part is like, what do you want to say? Yeah. What do you want to say? Right. I can talk about anything, which is a good thing, but a bad thing. Because yeah. now you get this record and it's like a three, four minute song and it's like, all right, 
you got a lot to say. Now you got to summarize it. Now I got to start taking parts away and then find the melodies, find a couple words that I like. So I might say, uh, 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 sabbatical. Oh, I like how sabbatical was on that beat. I'll write sabbatical down and then I'll write radical. Fanat- just write a bunch Fanatical. of words, right? Just, I don't care. If I can't think of any other words. Right, right. <laughs> just, but that's good though, right? I still can't. You still can't. <laughs> It's a lot of words that run with sabbatical, right? Fanatical. You just named them. <laughs> Did I? So I now I just go through these words. And then at the end of all of this brainstorming, mm-hmm. I just piece it together like a puzzle. So like I got two sheets of paper and I still write on paper. The right side, I keep blank. The left side is just a bunch of brainstorming ideas. And then I literally just put it all together. Wow. So that's my creative process. Sometimes I just go in the booth and just just press record and what happened, happened. So are you, so you released your, how many albums have you released? I believe four. Four? Three or four. Wow. Yep. I believe so. And in one of your albums, you talk about being a janitor before. Yes. How did this happen? What was the transition like? I know you, you know, what have, what's been your life since we last saw each other in college? Oh my goodness. So when we lost, so I, I got kicked out of school. Did you I'm really? Saying, yes. I, no, you didn't. I did. Why? Because of I grades or yeah, what? Yeah, the grades. Really? I could not maintain a GPA to, to keep playing football. Really? Yeah. And after almost, freshman year or what? After freshman year. So they almost kicked me out because I got hit with a uh, plagiarism on a, on a paper. Really? I, you didn't know none of this. No. I mean, I was so caught up. Like, I, I don't I don't remember yeah. any of okay, it. Okay, so this would be interesting because a lot of people don't. So at school, I don't know if you recall, my freshman year, I won like Mr. NCC. Oh, yes, I remember right. that. Okay, so now going into the next year, I guess the winner is supposed to come back and crown the next person. They wouldn't even allow me to do that. Everybody over the program was pulling to get me back, but they wouldn't even let me do that. But I almost got hit with the plagiarism case, had a hangover. And it was, uh, I don't know how much you can recall, but yeah, I had a lot of people like doing my homework for me and I wasn't. I you was just there. weren't taking it seriously. Do you, okay, hold on. Is this because it's North Central and you were recruited for football and perhaps your grades weren't there in high school? Like you weren't a student. Right. No. Right. And so part of me sees this happen a lot in higher education institutions. You have recruited athletes come, but they're not ready to be the academic type. Right. And then they don't achieve and they get kicked out. I mean, this happens a lot. Right. It does. It does. And my level of interest, it was like no classes that I was interested in. I just didn't. I didn't know that. I was just like, it's, I don't know. Just give them to me. And yeah, then I'm I just, just want to play football and see some girls and, and that's it. And like, you were just such a social butterfly too. Right. Like you were just always out there. Like, And it's a new life. I come from like an urban community. I'm not even used to being around mixed races. Right. So I, I'm, this is a whole culture shock. Like, Caucasian women love was, us. Like <laughs> they loved you. Oh, yeah, I like this place. Everyone's like <laughs> I mean, Bo. Yeah. Bo. No, it's cool. But no, uh, and it, it was that thing, Dre. And I, it was just a lack of focusness. So, so from there, I literally ended up signing my first record deal the very next. No, I got a job at the post office. Yeah, you had yeah, to work. I was at the post office and everything was great. And I ended up giving up the post office to sign a record deal. And the record deal didn't go that, it didn't go that great. And it just landed me in a position where it's like, all right, I got to make some money. You know, I'm still at home with mom. Yeah. So my auntie gave me a job as a janitor and it just so happened to be one of them humbling experiences that you need. Yeah. And now everybody, you know, I was pretty popular in my hometown. So now <laughs> you, you know, it's, I'm seeing all my friends and, you know. Yeah, they're in school or, or and you're right. a janitor. How right. did you feel? Oh, I felt, I felt horrible, but I didn't know myself at the time. So yeah. I was still living to please people. Yeah. And I was affected by it, right? You go from from a 50 Cent had a line in the song where he say, damn, homie, in high school, you was the man, homie. You know, what the heck happened to you? And that just kept going in my head. Like, I cannot believe I am a janitor right now, cleaning up a school every day. Yeah. Throw up every day. And it must have been something also to live with the consequence of your decisions, right? right? Like, oh, and have to definitely. face that. Like, oh, I plagiarized. I got kicked out. I have to face my, my mom right. and my family and my friends. Right. That's a hard thing to do. It is. But it's like that in that right there, what you just said, that's the biggest misunderstanding of like karma, right? A lot of people think that 
that karma is just this thing where, oh, well, go around, come around. Oh, you cheated on your girl, your next girl going to cheat on you. And it's like, no, karma is just a, it's just consequences to your actions, period. I could be in a relationship and cheat. And the karma that is, yeah, she broke up with me, right? Like, we don't look at it like that. So it's like, no, my my decision-making put me in this spot. Yeah. And now that I'm here, and it's never too late. That's the beautiful part about life. It's just never too late, mm-hmm. right? It all makes sense when you look back. Right. Like, as I at the time, it was just like, you freaking idiot. Yeah. Right? But now it's like, you could not run from it. Yeah. You couldn't run from it. You was too curious about it. You didn't want to do school. Every day after school, I was in the studio. I forgot his name, but he had a studio. And it was just like, it's just all something I always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's even kids, right? We we That imagination is so strong. We fantasize and we daydream and, and they break us out of it. Focus, pay attention. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, nah, man, that's the- That's the that's, good stuff. That's the stuff that make us who we are, right? Yeah. And that's kind of like, even now I'm amazed because a lot of stuff you saying I forgot about. Like, oh my God, I was rapping. Like, you know what I'm saying? All the time. Yeah. And it's like, wow. And you so, had to, the Ivo, like that name. Like you're like, crazy. don't call me Ivory. But I, I don't know why. Yeah. I just always called you Ivory. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But like, I remember like, I knew you were a rapper. Right. But then you were in school. And so I wasn't sure where it would take you. Right. And so- it does not surprise me one bit. Really? Not be honest. Bit. Not one bit. No, nah, because it just don't happen. It's not a lot of, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how many, uh, I hate this word, how many, based on public opinion, what we might call like a local celebrity. I don't know how many of those you have in your like inner you. circle. <laughs> you. Yeah. yeah. So that, that'd be my thing. Like That's a lot about of people it. don't think it can really happen. Like, no, no, no. This like. No, like whatever you want to happen can happen. Yeah. Like even with you, like when I seen this, I, it was, I was so shocked, but it was like, that is so her. Oh the, my gosh. <laughs> that is, you know, using her voice to change the world, right? Change the world. Yeah. And if your voice not loud enough, I'm going to bring on the people that I think are impact. Like that's yes. just so, that's the Andrea <laughs> thing to do, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and then you're working you're working as a janitor you're at work yes what is that feeling like knowing there's more inside of you and how do you translate that to actually taking action uh you know what it 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 hit me to the point where i am 110 percent sick and tired of this life that i'm living right so even in the midst of me cleaning the bathrooms at that time and my work schedule was like three to nine three to ten so it's after school Right now, here I am, this super popular guy in the neighborhood, and now we have a school function, a winter concert. Now I'm the guy that got to pull out a hundred chairs for the parents to sit down. If something go wrong, hey, we need a janitor. Now I got to come, and now I'm seeing all these parents like, oh man, I go Ivory man, what man, what you doing here? And it's like, damn, do I lie? Like one of my kids go here, or do I just do the man up thing? Right? What'd you do? No, of course I just had to own up to it. Yeah. I had to own up to it. You uh-huh. know, it's some people who seen me in that element to where we still talk about it to this day, but it'll be times like I'm just in a school by myself. Yeah. And that is like very hard. Yeah. You know, you go clean the bathroom and you look in the mirror and you just look at yourself for what you are. Right. Not nobody else around. You can't front. You just got to face yourself. You got to face yourself. And the accountability mirror. Everything. Yeah. I like the name of that. Everything. That's by a guy named David Goggins. We was just talking about David Goggins. Did, really? Yeah. How much weight did David lose? Uh, like, uh, I don't it was know. Crazy, the, right? Yeah, but like uh, 200 yeah. or 150 or something yeah. like that. But yeah. Yeah. I was just listening to David. Uh, yeah. Shout out to David Goggins. Shout out to man. David Goggins. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're an incredible dude, man. And you're inspiring. Keep doing what you're doing. He'll get this too. Watch. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he will. Yeah. And that's, that's just that facing myself, Dre. And it was like, Oh, and then I get the phone call. I got kids on the way. And it's like, well, a kid on the way. Uh-huh. And it's like, what the heck? I'm a janitor. Like, I can't. Then the next week I get a call as twins. And it's like, oh, nah, <laughs> we can't. And then it was just. And were I, you in a relationship at that time? I was in a relationship at that time. Yep. Okay. So yep. were you happy? Um, Surprised? Not ready? Oh, as far as the kids go with a relationship. Either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, when I found out about the kid, it was, uh, it was probably one of the greatest things I ever heard in my life. So I'm ecstatic, right? 
the twins part, oh, that made me, I dropped the phone. I was like, just what the, what? No way. Right? You're going from zero to two kids. Yeah. And, and you're Double a blessings. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah. So it just literally just, I didn't take it well initially. Like, right. I literally dropped the phone. Was it because you weren't ready? No. That's like, nobody think that that can happen to them. Right? Yeah. Because like, you were like uh, amazed. Astounded. Yeah, like, like two kids. Two. Yeah. I'm thinking like, okay, it'd probably be a little girl. I got a gun. I got this, you know, and then it's like, no, it's two of them and it's two boys. And it's, and it's just, uh, as I look back now, though, I would say the very first day I found out it was twins, I was like completely shocked. And I was with all my cousins. And at that time I was drinking. So I was like drunk when I got the news and I, I didn't, I just couldn't believe it. But that very next day, it was just like, I'm built for this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for it. And then what? And the janitor days was over after that. I really? can't even remember. Like, I honestly cannot remember the process it took to get out of that. I just know it just, something clicked in me to where it was like, this is not it. I'm unhappy with my position in life. And I feel like I got everything I need inside of me to change it. And and we just started changing it. Wow. Yeah. So your boys inspired you to pursue that? True calling. Definitely. If you want to call it inspiration, if you want to call it inspiring, I, at that time, I was, I don't believe too much in fear, but at that time I was scared as heck. Yeah. I was, oh my God, I was, it was just fear. Like, oh my God, what am I, what am I going to, you know what I'm saying? And it was just like, all right, calm down. Calm down. Yeah, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happened after that? Yeah. So I had the kids and um, I'm trying to think what happened in life after that. A lot of moving around, uh, a lot of jobs. I got like management jobs at AutoZone. Then I go to FedEx and then I go to Ice Mountain delivering water. Yeah. Right. And the Ice Mountain job was probably the the icing on the cake. I was working like 16, 17 hour days driving this big truck downtown. And I literally can recall moments where I would get out my work truck and like punch it put dents in it no way because you were just unhappy just so unhappy man like this is not what i want to do like 20 dollars an hour delivering water my back hurt i'm getting a little chubby out here i don't mm-hmm. i don't see my kids i'm stuck in traffic it take an hour to get to work an hour to get back it's like i'm going eight it's just not this is not it like it's just not it the money was great but it was like this is not it and i just man so many mental breakdowns and then at that job uh my mom got extremely sick and I'm not sure if you know I lost my mom I have through your music yeah so sorry to hear that thank you so I lost mom while I was at the job and and you would talk so highly of her in college oh my gosh I love my mom yeah so yeah and that situation here Dre and it was like hmm make a long story short my job didn't want to give me like family medical leave of absence. So I tried to tough it up, go back to work early. And it's late a couple of days. This job fired me like a month after my mom passed away for being late, like mm. minutes. I think if you add up all the time that I was late, I think it was like like nine minutes total. Yeah. So I got, yeah. So they let me go. And then after that, it was just. It and that's was, a hard thing to go through. Yeah. That's a hard, isn't it? Like Looking back, like I say, during the time when you in it, it's kind of like like losing your mom though like oh that, the mom part yeah like, i thought you meant the job like oh no, yeah you're not even thinking about oh, the job nah, who cares nah, about the yeah. job your mom passed and that hurt and i lost my job i lost my mom and then the money got tight i lost my house all right so now here i am with a with a with a young lady who looks at me and trusts me and i have two kids and we're homeless no right? way yeah i don't like i was living in a hotel and i don't want to get my cousin in trouble but he was he was truck driving at the time and he was out of town truck driving. So his company gave him a card to get a hotel every night. So he put me in a hotel room every night. Wow. Yeah. And that's how you got through. Yeah. And he uh, just so happened to be the one in the majority of my videos. Right. <laughs> so it was just like. Rightfully so probably. Rightfully, yeah. 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 And and just. Uh, yeah. I have, I, I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot. Dre. Yep. And I know uh, after that the. I ended up getting another spot and I just couldn't really find peace anywhere. Yeah. So I lost my mom. The mother of my kids lost her mom a year before I lost mine. So now here we are with all of these reoccurring feelings. And it's like, I got to keep it together even around her. Yeah. And I couldn't. So I would just go to the car in the parking lot 
and I I'll probably smoke 20 cigarettes a day, right? Back drinking every day, just writing and writing and drinking and just trying to figure this thing out, even to the coping. Point. Yeah, yeah, like just trying to, like I wanted, I wanted my mom back, you know. Like yeah. at the end of the day, I wanted her back, and it's like, and I used to write all these things down, and and it just so happened that my phone, my voice memo wasn't working, so I'm just like. And I rap. I'm you familiar with the word cadences? Yeah. Okay, so I rap with so many different cadences and styles. Da da ba da 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 ba da da ba da da ba da. And yes. sometimes I forget how they go. So it's like I gotta record a voice memo. So something, I don't know. I ended up just recording it on my regular camera. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm gonna upload this. And I uploaded it in this video. Did like I think I was telling you earlier, did like eleven thousand views. And Statistically, they say you get like ten thousand views. You like you the man you in your neighborhood, good. right? <laughs> so eleven thousand. I was like, oh, I'm the man plus an extra thousand, right? And um, I just thought I made it, and I just kept that thing going. Like I'm just gonna start shooting videos in the car, and and eleven turned to fifteen thousand, and by the time eighteen thousand hit, it was like really like the world wasn't ready for me. Yeah. I was just, yeah. I, was I mean, it myself. works. It clicks. It. And right. you're in your element. Right. And like you said, cadences. And it's interesting because you see like certain segments, they'll like flip the beat. Like, right. And you're just able to go with it. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. that's incredible. Like that's incredible. Right. And that's that's another thing I had to realize. Right. Yeah. Can you do it? Hell no. And that's why you view it as incredible. Mm-hmm. Right. I can do it. So I never viewed it as incredible. It was just always That's incredible to me that you didn't see it that way. No, I didn't. Yeah. But nobody does, right? Right. Like even your special gifts. Yeah. Right? You could speak life in a dove situation. You always been good at it. Your mannerisms, you look at people when you talk, right? Yeah. It make you feel like she get me. Yeah. And you'll change the way somebody feel. Mm-hmm. To you, that's probably not spectacular. It's just, it's, I'm just being, just and everybody else like, no, dude, you don't understand. <laughs> like you smile, you change the energy in the room, right? Thank you. It's just too much love coming out of you, right? Like hate can't even coexist in a room with you. That's powerful, Dre, right? Yeah. And you probably never broke it down like that. Never. So that's me with my rap talent. That's a singer with their singing ability, mm-hmm. right? They don't hear what you hear. I've been able to do this and it comes easy. So it's like, what do life teach you? If you want something in life, you got to work hard at it. It always came easy. I didn't think this was nothing, right? Like, nah, it has to be harder than this. This is too, I can do this in my sleep. You're like, this is too easy. Right. It's too easy. So it has to be something else I'm supposed to be doing. Right? Yeah. Not knowing like. Did that mess with your mind a little bit? Like All the time. It still do. How do you get over it? Like, And I'm glad you said that. It still do. Like, Yeah. It's no, relatable. it still do. It yeah. still do. But that, that come from lack of, uh, lack of knowledge to me. Like when I. That's when I know I need to kind of recenter myself when I feel like, you know, moments that what I have is not good enough. Like my creative process, my gifts, my intangibles is just not good. And then I'd have to like recenter myself like, no, nah, it, is. it is good enough. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, other people. So let, let's for lack of better terms, let's just say like the Superman cape. Right. Like all of us is a Clark Kent. But everybody got that cape thing that make them so different from everybody else. Yeah, what's your superpower? It would be the way I put words together. But sometimes I ignore my cape when I see Drake put his on. Yeah. Right? Somebody who's so good with melodies, right? And it's like, that's not my gift. But he makes it look so cool. And that's his cape. Yeah, right. Yeah. He can do so many things with his voice. I can't. I just got this dry sounding voice in my perspective, but I'm very good with words. Mm-hmm. So from a music aspect, it's like I do understand like Drake is probably the number one artist and you kind of find yourself in a position trying to. All right, I'm gonna leave my cape in my closet. I'm about to do my best Drake impersonation. Right. So that's why the radio sound the way it sound. It's like, yeah, like the imposter syndrome. Right. Like you're, you feel like you have to be someone else. You, you can't be to. authentic. Yeah. And that's the part that's like... It's the lie. When I say I still do. Right. Right. And I'm glad you just said it's the lie. Who was it? It was Ralph Smart. You listen to Ralph Smart at all? No, I haven't. All right. I'm, yeah, Ralph. What up, Ralph? And he was just saying, like, if people don't like you for who you are, what make you think they're going to like you for who you're not? Right? right? So these little impersonations that we put up to play, it's like, come on, man. Yeah. I'd rather... If you don't like me for who I am, you just don't. So I realized, like, this is my lane. 
right? Yeah. Like I can speak extremely well. I'm pretty good with words and I'm a fun guy. And that's who Vo is, right? You're not Drake. Give him his cape back. You're not the Migos. Give him, you can't do that. And yeah. it's good. But as far as like life and its balance, I have to play my role. Mm. I, like I have to. I have to talk about what I talk about, mm -hmm. right? So I cannot disrespect women. It's people that do disrespect women, but I'm pretty sure in their psyche, they came across some women that they felt needed to be disrespected, right? And they spoke on it and I'm not here to, I, it's just not me. I cannot do it. Even if I come across a disrespectful young lady that probably deserve all of that energy, it's just my morals and my integrity won't allow me to do it. When it comes to a gentleman calling me, you know, I step on his shoes or he like, it's just, I don't, I don't react certain ways, yeah. right? A Caucasian male calling me the N word, right? Like these things don't get a, a reaction out of me no more, right? Mm -hmm. You just got to let people exist and in that little space that they exist in and, mm -hmm. and, you know, keep your stuff together. Now, when it comes to like, my personal space, yeah, I'll get out of my element then. But other than that, I just, I try to stay, this is who I am. This is what I'm here to do. And this is my part that balances this whole thing out. Yeah. Right? This is why my music is so refreshing to some because they know what unfreshing music sound like. Yeah. Right. So I can pray that we get rid of all of this music. But then it's like, how beneficial would I be if everybody rapped the way I rap? And imagine if you didn't take that role of this is mine to do in the yeah. world. Yeah. It's my and responsibility. It's your responsibility and you can do it better yeah. than anyone else who would try to take your position. Right. And God help the world if we just let other people take our position right, right. like then it's it's like you're just under indexing right like at some point right? right like and and so if you can do it and you are doing it like that's i think that's why you're seeing so much of the success because you're so authentic yeah. and you're staying true to your, your your core values your principles your message yeah. it's resonate it yeah. resonates with people people feel connected and they feel the authenticity right and the world right now is just craving authenticity it is it is and 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 it took for me to realize that i have something to offer the world that nobody else does right even outside of rapping what am i rapping about right i'm a majority of my life experiences right yeah. so it's kind of like i'm in a position to create where like even back then how i would look at a drake like okay these are the recipes for a hit record let me and it's like no 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 that was just a recipe for for drake with me it could be something completely different right mm -hmm. like it just can be completely different but i would rather just strike out as me to be honest with you and yeah. and i feel good about it because i can't lose can't nobody do this better than me because it ain't no competition in this lane like i rap about my life like and nobody's living my life yeah. so it's like ooh. and then it feels good when you're on the listening side to hear you in a position to be able to like i like my life right i love my life i'm right. good at what i'm doing and I'm confident in right. it. Like that's that's powerful stuff. Recently and it spreads. Though, it wasn't always like that. Yeah. Not nah, depressed, anxiety, fear, scared, worry, all of these things. Yeah. The, as of three, four months ago. Really? Yeah. Like, no, it was bad. Depression? Like, yeah. I'm, Why? So you, you're working with Twister. We didn't even talk about Twister yet. Right. And Hollywood and you're getting these endorsements and working with these like, I don't right. know, big corporate sponsor and partners yeah. like, and depression. Depression. Is it because you've seen too much or what? It's just what next? It's just what next? And that's the part of artistry. That's the part of not being happy with yourself. You let the world dictate your movement, mm -hmm. right? Just because they're over it. Now they want something new. And they kind of put this little pressure on you to where... It just doesn't exist, right? It just doesn't exist. Yeah, what's your next hit going to be? Right, what's the what? next one? Okay, yeah. Twister now. What is, I mean, yeah. it, it, that ain't, he ain't. That was three Drake, months ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now you, and you always, and there's no, I freaking love Twister. Yeah. Right? But just the concept of people mind, like, you know, you kind of feel like you want people to think that you keep elevating, right? So I haven't seen you since college, yeah. right? Now, a piece of me, like, if I had to be honest with you, a piece of me would want you to think I'm doing just extremely well. Like I always knew I, I just want people to be proud of me, yeah. right? And if I'm not in a position where you can say you're proud of me, yeah, I'll feel like a failure. I feel like I'm losing in life, yeah. right? And you probably not even looking. You just, I haven't seen you in a while. I just want to see you and catch up. And it's like, ah, oh, nah, I kind of 
put on 15 pounds and oh my face been breaking out and I ain't doing good financially. I don't want you to see me like this, right? Mm -hmm. And you're not even thinking that, right? But it's just this perception in my mind of what your percept. Speaking of Jay Shetty, I heard Jay Shetty say that we live in uh and he was actually quoting somebody. I forgot who, but it's like we living in this double perception, right? Mm -hmm. Like I perceive you to perceive something and it forces me to. So like I think that you think I'm such and such. Yeah. And that forces me to act a yeah. certain way. So it's like, it's just too much damn thinking, right? right? Like I'm thinking what you thinking and and you probably not even thinking this, mm -hmm. right? So it's like all of this is going on. But just, I I feel what you're saying because I, I understand exactly what you mean. Like right. I'm I'm a woman, I'm a mom I, and, and I'm on camera. So I, I, I get self-conscious about how I look and right. I gained throughout the, the pandemic, I had like 20 pounds. Like, right. I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to go on camera. And if I go on camera, how is it going to look? Right. And it makes me sometimes question, like, I don't know if I want to do in-person interviews because right. I have more control over the virtual. Right. And, but then the part of me that's like, this is where I get my strength. This is it. <laughs> this is, it's yeah. like the in-person, like the energy yeah. and meeting people. And I feel like that's what holds us. And so God, don't ever let my ego get in the way of connecting with a human. Right, right. You so know? imagine if you did, what if you let fear or worry get the best of you, yeah. right? Then and, you wouldn't and, do and this. Exactly. And then the detrimental part of it is you don't think mothers is watching you, right? You could probably be going through something that they can resonate with and you're hiding that. Right. That's what causes them to go through depression. Now mm -hmm. they feel like they're the only ones going through it all because we, you know, and yeah. I'm in a music industry. Like I was one of those kids where I had a, a very bad allergic reaction to dairy and I never knew it. So like growing up, if I had a facial breakout, it was like, it was dairy caused, but I didn't know that, but I just pick at my face and now that I'm older, I kind of got some blemishes and it's like, I'm in a music industry where everything has to be perfect. So if I'm shooting a music video, it's like, Everybody want to cake me up and I'm just not like, fam, this image don't have to be perfect. It's right. not. You know it's what I'm saying? It's not perfect. Do you know what this would do to the world to see somebody who probably dealt with acne? Yeah. On top? You know what that would do to young men? Yeah. Young women? And we hide these imperfections, man. And we, to just be honest with you, like we played our part in the world being the way it is. So people going through it depression and, and and I don't think none of that stuff exists on like a different mental level. I'm pretty sure we'll get into it, but I just, I didn't want to be a part of people's hurt no more. Right. Yeah. Like, nah, no, like, I'm, I'm, gonna, not I'm, I'm showing highlights. up. I'm showing up as I am. Yeah. So how do you get yourself out of depression and how did you recognize you were in it? Uh, now that's the, that's the hard part, right? Recognizing you in it. When yeah. you recognize you in it, then it's like, whew. Then you can change then it. Then you could change it. Yeah. But recognizing it, Stop making excuses. It, it took 30 something years. Right? Really? 30 something years. Okay. Yes. That I've literally just decided to take some type of self journey because it's like you kind of want to figure out where's all of this coming from? Who am I? Like, like, really? Like, what am I? What? Why do I exist? And, yeah. And you know, the older you get, man, I remember my teenage years, I would think a certain way. And then in my 20 years, why did I think that? Now my 30 years, it's like, where the hell do thoughts come from? Right. And it's like, <laughs> is you steady peeling back layers of, of the onion? Right? Yeah. So where I'm at now, like, yeah, noticing depression was like, it took for me really to um, look at the relationships I had, the relationships I was affecting. I was losing friends and everybody see it, but you, you typically the last person that see it. But if you are going through depression, I'm pretty sure. Let's go here, Dre. Let's go here. Uh, because this is such a sensitive subject to the world right now. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I just encourage, like, all your listeners and, and, and all of my listeners, man, to just really get in tune with who you are. Because the places that I was at, and I'm, like, so confident and strong if you ask the people that's around me. So for me to go through this, I feel sorry for a lot of, a lot of people. Like, this is a very tough thing to go through, like, mm -hmm. actually finding out who you are. And letting go every everything you think you know, right? Everything you think you know, let that go. And like not start over, but just readjust this thing. Try you to mean, figure it out. Um, when you say let go of everything you think you know, do you mean let go of excuses? Let go of the comparisons? Let go All of, of that. All of that. Even comparisons, right? Like 
It could be just figure out how this thing works. Right. Just figure it out. Like some people could be like, and I'm I'm still there. I could have like some type of jealousy, some jealousy issues. Right. Like, God, I'm physically fit, you know, but it's like I don't think I'm a bad looking guy. But I noticed that when I walk in the room based on who was in the room, determine my mood. Right. So if it's a couple chubby guys in the room, I notice my chest stick out more like, oh, I'm the man. I got this. Oh, right. But then what happened when that guy who's equally muscular walk in, but now he's 6'2", right? I'm Mm -hmm. only 5'8". So naturally, I don't know if people can relate to this, but just me naturally, I always look at things and size them up based on what I'm not. So if I'm looking at this guy and I'm with my girl, I'm thinking like, yeah, she probably think he hot. You know what I'm saying? He's 6'2", and I just get the name and all these things that I'm not. Really? Right? Yeah. I wouldn't think that you did that. I don't think nobody would, right? Yeah. Just based on what? Confidence? Right. Right? Yeah. But you can be confident in the insecurity. Yeah. And I was confident in my insecurity. I'm so glad you're talking about this. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Most definitely, man. So, and it's like not understanding that this guy probably not as funny as me. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're right. He probably can't rap as good. He probably don't have that ability to just speak and change things, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like it took for me to realize I want to stop being jealous. I just don't like to be jealous, right? So just like depression, I don't like to be depressed. And once you realize that you are that, you start looking at okay, where the hell does this? Oh, jealousy comes from that word you just mentioned, comparison. I can't be jealous of nobody if I don't compare myself to nobody. And you start to unlock something that we should have known, but it's like we really didn't know. Like, okay, so I understand who I am. I understand how jealousy works. I understand the foundation of jealousy is comparison. It can only happen when I compare myself to something. Yeah. What is The Bible says comparison is the thief of joy. The thief of joy, right? And it does. It steals your joy. Uh, It'll add to it too if you right, better than if somebody, only, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's in. I was listening to Saguru on that one, <laughs> and it's just like, man, you want to be the best at everything. So when you walk in the room, you want to be the most handsome guy, the tallest guy, the most talented, the charming, the one all the ladies like. You want to, and it's just like, why is life only fun to me when I'm winning at everything? When I'm on top, when all the girls like, what about this guy? Dang, you know, right? What about deep. this person? Or what about, why is life only fun when I'm on top of it? Right. One of my friends get it. It's like, oh yeah, baby, you did it. But then deep down inside, it's like, damn it, man. I like to help people. I like to give the people like, it ain't that I didn't want him to have it. I just wanted it so I can put a smile on everybody's face. When I come back with, hey, I bought you this, I bought you this. Because don't you think that there's a little bit of, that's that's almost like the way. When success happens to someone, especially if they're in your industry and they're with within your craft, right? And you feel that, I don't know what that word is, like that sting right. of that could be me or I could be doing something similar. I think that there's an internal calling that's saying this is yours too. And maybe you achieve it differently, but I I feel like maybe in some way that's also calling you to step up in a different way, to show up in a different way. I think so. I think so. If I follow you correctly, I think so. (laughs) So from what I'm taking from it is just like that competitive nature to be the, like we all want to be the best. Like what attracts us. Like what we're attracted to. So the areas that you draw your focus to, your attention to, what, you know, where you're gravitating towards, that is your calling. I would say I don't disagree with that. Could it be other ways? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Different people is different things. With me, you hit it on the head, right? What I just naturally gravitated to, what I was naturally curious about, that's just seemed like... (laughs) I'm curious about it for a reason, yeah. right? It's kind of like a... Uh, I'm I putting words you. together for a reason. So you got The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Yeah. In that book, I can't tell you the exact page, but in that book, he says something like, your frustration is your allocation, right? Meaning, I think it's in the fifth chapter. Look it up. It's I'm right there. You, It's right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing that frustrates you is probably the thing that you're supposed to be doing. And the reason why it frustrates you, because it's in you to change it. So if I do not like pastoral, like the churches, man, they always, it probably frustrate me because it's something in me 
to change it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's how like Rick will look at it, yeah. right? But then how you will look at it, it's like what you gravitate to. And I agree with all of it because it's like music does frustrate. Why do they do it? That's stupid. That's not, You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like it's in me to change it. And then you saying what you naturally gravitate to. It's like I was in class and it's like, Dre, like I really... I thought I really tried to pay attention and I couldn't, man. I just couldn't. Yeah. I just, I was in, I just could not stop doing this. Even to this day, like I just cannot, it just got to come out, right? Yeah. And it's just like, it's no running away from it. No running away from yeah, it. Yeah, it's no running away from it. And that's why I would say we should kind of lose the competitive nature, right? Because yeah. there's no competition, man. Like, what are we in competition with? No. It's not like only one person could get it. Like, what's for me is for me. Once I tap into me, I wake up at like 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. Not because I think you wake up at 2, but because I know what it feels like to wake up at 7 or 8. And I feel like I missed the ball that late. So I wake up, I get my meditate, and I pray. I listen to a little uh, Ralph Smart, Jay Shetty, Tony Robbins, something. Right? I listen to something just to, oh, I literally... Please. Just got on Instagram when I pulled up at your house. Like, let me let me check my Instagram. Right? And it's what time? It was like almost 11. 11 yeah. yeah. I've been up since 3, 4 o'clock. A lot of people, that's the first thing they do. You know what I'm saying? I can't do it. Yeah. I You feed your mind. Yeah. And it got to come out. Anything you put in, it just got to come out. Yeah. And I just don't want that in right now. Certain music I can't listen to no more. It's just I don't want that in me. So... You talked about taking care of like your body or taking, I forgot the language that you yeah. use, but you pointed to your body and you talked about drinking and before just being in a different state of mind. Right. How does that affect your craft and your per- ability to perform? And like, what do you do to keep yourself in a, a right state of mind? Yeah, definitely centered. I don't think. Aside from like you just said meditation. Right, and, right. Like those stuff. That's big for me. Oh my God, that's big for me. Yeah. And I encourage a lot of people to do that. A lot of people don't know where to start. Or I, I hear a lot of people like, man, teach me how to do it. And it's like literally to me, like meditation is literally like a, the art of doing nothing. Just don't do nothing. So what's your process? Man, I I I, I listen to a I'm I'm not big on I got an app. I got an app and I use an app that kind of walk me through a lot of stuff. And I I got like a whole little routine that I do. They yeah. do the app. Well, I tell y'all the app is called Headspace. I just don't like naming that. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, don't want to be the Headspace endorser. And I don't know the owners. I don't yeah. know what they stand for. I don't know if this is a. So I don't. I don't. I don't like empowering yeah, yeah. people that I yeah. don't know. But you use an app to help right. you stay I do. I do in meditation Headspace. mode and right. stuff like that. And it helps. It helps to figure out. All right. I got a lot of like the typical human being think like between 10 to 70,000 thoughts a day. That is a lot going on, right? And we're just unaware of it. Even as a kid, even as a kid, it's just, uh, that's why they can't sit still. It it just come. And when you get older, you get taught like, no, that's not the way to live. You got to get control and meditate, man. It just put me in a real place of, of, okay, I'd understand me. I understand these thoughts. Calm down. I understand the power of, let's say something like, imagination right mm-hmm. it's a word we hear all the time all the time it is so deadly and so powerful mm-hmm. right that we don't even as adults we don't really like why is imagination deadly that's what everything happens in your imagination right yeah and that's the thing that keep you up at night that's the thing that you tossing and turning about right a lot of people like going through a lot of stuff in life but there is a lot of people that went through certain stuff they refuse to go through it again. They refuse to let it go. And they imagination, you can be in that relationship. He cheated on you, right? Mm-hmm. All you know is he cheated, right? He partaked in unfaithful activities with this young lady, even if it was in a course, yeah. right? That's factual. That hurts. Yeah. Now, what your imagination does is try to piece all of this together. So the way he touched you, you imagine him touching her that way. The, the sounds he make with you and your imagination just start to, and none of this stuff like you exists. sound like you've been through this. <laughs> oh my god! And not even just relationships, any anything, right? Yeah. Anything. It could be some bad press about you on social media, which happened to me as well. And you just keep reliving it. You just keep reliving it. Yeah. And now, you over it. 
now you're going on it. Now it's hard for me to trust this new girl. Or now it's hard for me to, no, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, you know, I don't even want to do music no more at this level. I kind of like want to make it, but I kind of don't. I kind of don't want to be in the spotlight. What if I got to go through this humiliating again? Mm -hmm. And it's all imagination. Like none of this is going on. Yeah. It just invented it, right? So that's why I told you earlier, like fear, depression, anxiety. I know that these are words, but we as people got to get to that point where it's like, look, fam, just because people say it, don't make it true. Right. Just because we know a word called fear exists doesn't make it true, right? You can't hand it to me. Give me some fear. You can't give it to me, right? It's only something you can feel. And if it's something that only you can feel, then you're the creator of that. It don't even exist. So it's like, how am I scared of anything if scared don't even exist? It just doesn't exist. It only exists in here. So the thing that scares you, it don't scare me. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because your fear factor that you created works different than the one that I created. Mm -hmm. So this movie might have you like, right? And you might just be a little disturbed or you let something in your spirit that kind of. But fear is man-made. We made it. And then they told us that this is what it is. And we just been going with it. Like, oh, yeah, my biggest fear is. And it's like your biggest. What? Like, it don't even exist. What is it? So do, do you have any fears? No, you're saying you don't. No, I don't even. Yeah, I don't even believe in fear is what I'm saying. Do you not get fearful for your kids? Like for their futures? In what in what regard? Like, um, I hope they grow up to be nah, great. Nah, no, nah, no, nah, that's them. That's them. I'm just going to do everything I can to be there for them. But there is no, I am extremely confident okay. with my ability and the God that I serve that there is, I have no, I might have a, a concern or two. Like it might be a concern where it's like, I really want to get myself in a position to build an empire and get some, uh, you know, get some residual income coming in to the yeah, point build that's generational like, wealth right, for your family. Just because. I do know generations get smarter, but they don't necessarily get stronger, right? Like what we went through was devastating. And here we, here I go using a word I said we shouldn't use, compare. But I do often think about what my parents went through. Yeah. So I can complain about the, the racism that I face, but I'm in a position now where I can actually make a record called Black Man and talk about this. Yeah, They would have killed me. And my parents, grandparents era for even making this. I couldn't even, you know, so although it's still going on, it's like, so yeah, I do have concerns with my kids. Like, yeah. what if they not strong as me to go through this, right? Somebody calling them out their name. What if they not strong enough, right? And it's like, okay, I got to get on my job. I got to, you know what I'm saying? I just got to teach them what I think they need to know. But outside of that, it's like, nah, I have no expectations Yeah. on my kid's life or what they want to be. I have no expectations. I just put them in everything. You want to do karate? Let's do it. Football, whatever. Right? I mm -hmm. love football. I love music. Of course, I would want to kind of force that on them, but it's like, it's not a coincidence that my father is one of the, the biggest personal trainers in the city of Chicago, and here I am into personal training, right? You know, it's, yeah. it just seems like... Yeah, apple doesn't far fall from the tree. Right. And that's why I say, like, and why is that? Yeah, why? And that's what I don't know. Like, <laughs> why is that? So if I was the owner of McDonald's, if he was my father, would I would I not look like this? And that's how something can change. If mm -hmm. I was not have the parents I had and I grew up in India, I'll probably be a monk. Or if I grew up in this area, I'll probably be a Catholic or, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. we don't we don't take that into consideration. And we get arrogant with our lifestyle. This is the way it is. no. Your sons are supposed to, you, we put expect, and it's just like, based on how you were raised, and then you taught me to do what they taught you to do, and now I got to teach them to, and it's like, ah, like, just the kids, they going to find it. I yeah. have people try to parent me, and like, no, you know, like, what what was going to happen in my life happened. Right. Yeah, this is just what I was curious about. Yeah. And only I can figure that out. There right. was no school to teach me how to do this. And then you creating the music and, and what you're doing now, that's that's something for them to oh, yeah. pick up later. Like, yeah. they're going to hear your music. Yeah. They're going to hear and receive what you're putting out. It's right. probably just more fuel. Right. And that's like my why. Yeah. You know, just what, in case... Just in case they're not strong enough, I'm gonna leave a bunch of breadcrumbs. Yeah, you know, to go back and kind of. So it's it's personal with me. It's definitely personal with me. Yeah. Yeah, but it's I love it, man. 
and you, I mean, you're doing, so how did Twista come about? Like how did, like when you were crossed that threshold of known in your local town, but now you're getting picked up and recognized by industry folk. Right. And you're getting some of that, you know, mainstream respect. What does that feel like? And how did that crossover or that breakthrough happen? Yeah. Well, the Twister situation was, it was more than a situation. Like anybody who like really know me, I'm like a diehard Twister fan. Yeah. yeah. Gent, when I told Gent and my sister, when I were, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, he's Andrew. He goes, you remember, I really love Twister. Oh and I'm God. like, no, I didn't remember that. He goes, Andrea, he loved Twista. Know <laughs> like, every good to word. Know. <laughs> yeah, know every word, everything. Well, shout out Jen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What up, Jen? I love Jen, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we... Uh, He's another one of those people who just have great energy. Yeah, like, he, he always been that way. Always. Just a phenomenal dude. Like, I've never heard nothing bad about Jen, now that I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> not one thing. Like, not one person had something. He just, he just a good dude, man. Yeah. He always been that way. I love to see him. To this day. You will. Yeah. We will, yeah, we'll get yeah. together. But uh, I forgot the question, speaking on Jen. Jen uh, threw me so many touchdowns, man. Shout out <laughs> to Jen, man. He's the best quarterback I ever had, man. Uh, um, We were talking about Twister. Yeah. Oh. And how you were a fan. Yeah. So I had to make an appearance at a celebrity basketball game. And Twister happened to be there. And um, Did you know him at that point? No. Oh, my God. I was so... It was... How uh, many years back was this? This was... Three and a half years ago. Okay. Right. Three and a half, maybe three years. So I got to do the celebrity basketball game and I know he on the lineup. I know he going to be there. And I do know that I'm a super fan. So it's like. And bro, was this your biggest like event to date at that time? Like your biggest. I like, would say so. Probably not. I've done some big events, but it was big because it's like twisted. Twister. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. So, so of course he walks in and I'm just, I'm just going through this thing where it's like, bro, like. You such a nice guy. You got a big heart and that can come off kind of, you just can't walk up to everybody giving them their flowers, right? Everybody don't receive it. And some people be like, eh. right? And it's like, I'm going to try to turn my groupie down. Myself. <laughs> I'm not going to go crazy. Calm down. Right. <laughs> so a guy named uh, Eric the Wiz, Eric Sexton, he was my manager and he, Walked me up to Twist and was like, hey, Twist, what up, man? Hey, this, uh, he was like, and Twister was like, oh, this is Bo, man. I know Bo. And I, oh, my God, all that groupy stuff went out the window, right? Like, it was like, like, what do you do? What do you do when you're preparing to turn down your your fandom? And here this guy is, like, letting, no, 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 I, I trust me. I know who this dude is, right? And it's just like, oh, my God, Twist, hey, you the GOAT. You the GOAT, you the best, man. I, I want to work with you. So, And I just couldn't contain it, right? And this was on a maybe like a Saturday. I had a song with Twister by that Friday. No way. Yeah, yeah, he was like, man, send me whatever song you want me to get on. And he was there with like 20 people. And the 20 people was like, oh, man, that go vote, man. And I'm just like, this can't be real. Not off no internet, all right? And uh, I think he went to like China or something. He had to perform somewhere, ended up coming back and cut the record and sent it to me at, I don't know, like 1230 in the morning, right? Yeah, what did that moment feel oh like? Oh my God, it was a wrap. It was a wrap, right? It was a wrap. Thinking back to it, man, it was, I'm smiling now thinking about it. I'm smiling man, now. I couldn't go to bed. <laughs> I couldn't go to bed and just, and I'm just like, oh my God, this cannot be real. It can't be real. And then we had Jeremiah on the song. Yeah. Right? So it was me twisting Jeremiah, and there was some stuff going on with Jeremiah label, and I think Jeremiah ended up going to, like, Japan for a little tour, and and it, it just didn't work out. So we ended up getting somebody, and I wish, I think that would have been a, a good look with Jeremiah, but a guy named Mike Notes hopped on it, and it was, a, it was just a phenomenal record to me. Even to this day, it was like, I can't believe I did that. And now me and Twister talk, like, on a regular, like, Shout out to Twister. Yeah, shout out. What up, bro? And for people, like, like that's a lot to have someone yeah. that level yeah. be so welcoming. And so he always do it. Like, as far as Chicago goes, Twister, like, he never left. He always held us down. Every artist that made some noise from here, like, got a Twister feature. Yeah. You know, from Chance to, to me to... Ye made it without a Twister feature, but of course they got music together now. But like Lupe might be the only one I can think of that does not have a twist. But everybody else is like, it's like, man, this dude is, he just got a big heart, man. 
We need to show him a little bit more appreciation too, man. We need his flowers. Twisted good yeah. dude. Yeah. He's a I mean, phenomenal individual. Mm-hmm. Yep. Never charged me a dollar for nothing. What? Getting in the car. He's been in the car like twice. Just that natural, like, make time. Wow. Yeah. And then he'll have that mindset of like, bro, just do it for somebody else. Like what I do, for, just do it for, like, he's just that type of guy. Mm-hmm. And it's just, he phenomenal, man. Good dude. Wow. Yeah. And then how did that change? What did that do for you in terms of an artist, in terms of your craft? It it, it took my confidence to a, to a level. Because even with the whole meditating and, and willing stuff in your life, it was kind of felt like maybe I will this. Like this is all I used to think about. Just to sit in the room with Twista and just, you know, and, and it, and it kind of like, it gave me like some inner power. Like, yeah. oh, this this is real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is real. Like, man, the combination of faith and works is real. I manifested this. Yeah. Like, this is happening. This That's is powerful. real. Thank you for listening to Tuesdays with Andrea. There are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and I appreciate you making the time to listen to mine. If you like this show and want to know more, check out TuesdaysWithAndrea.com or please leave a review on iTunes or drop a line in the YouTube comments section. Until next time, please stay kind in your mind, nice on the web, and stay hella hopeful in your heart.